welcome back to the Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 136. And as the Kane world turns was kind of how we were going <laughs> to title this episode, maybe. I don't know. But um, I'm, I, we're almost like tired of talking about it now. But it seems to be the topic that's always on everyone's minds and the thing that's always uh, brought up. And so obviously we'll be chatting a little bit about that today uh, along with some of the games that had happened. So um, I don't know if you want to just dive right in. Let's and do it. I mean... I don't want to, but let's... No, just the Kane thing's kind of getting drawn out. Yeah. But it's big news because he we weren't sure if he was going to report to the Barracuda, and he right. did, and he had a press conference about it. Mm-hmm. So um, he sat there in front of the gauntlet for 15 minutes, I think it was, the whole thing, yep. and answered everyone's questions. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we took some clips from that, if we want to dive into that right now. Um we put together some clips from it, and uh, here's some of the questions. The first like first quarter of it mm. was the question was kind of, is the goal to come back on the Sharks or just to play in the NHL? And then the second part, or the last half, is uh, does the off-ice distractions or the off-ice stuff distract you from right. playing? And uh, so here are his answers, and it's not really direct answers per usual. <laughs> Um, I am, uh, I'm under contract with the Sharks. They've sent me now. I have uh, shown up and uh, will continue to show up. And um, I look forward to uh, whatever is to come here in the next uh, week or so. Uh, I think there's a, we have a good plan in place. I'm not going to get into that uh, too much. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I get it. You know, certain media, they like to make it about uh, the juicy stuff that um, is always alleged or whatever it may be, but there's never the same reporting with the same conviction uh, about facts. So, you know, some of that stuff kind of gets taken out of context and the narrative gets skewed and um, details get lost. So, you know, that can be frustrating. I think anybody with that position uh, can understand that. But, um, you know, like I said, it's part of the process. It's part of uh, the job I do. So um, I don't let it bother me or affect me. Yeah, I, I mean, I had my best season last year, right? So, um I've been dealing with a lot of things throughout my career and I've been able to stay focused on the ice. I think, uh, you know, I pride myself in uh, bringing something to each and every game. Obviously, you're not going to score every game, but bringing something positive to the team um, to give ourselves the best chance to win, and I'll continue to do that. Yeah, so, I mean, not really direct answers per se, but um, there was another quote earlier. He said something about, we have something coming like him and his agent are working on something, and it I don't a plan know we, in place. And I don't know if we noted this last week, but he had switched agents too. Mm-hmm. So he has a new agent. Um, I don't Milstein, know. Milstein, Dan Milstein. Yeah, I guess we did talk about it. We did, he had yeah. tweeted something out last week. Yeah. Um, so I think they have something going on. Something's up his sleeve. They're just going to play it close to their heart. Uh, he did not play in that game, right? No, it was it was on Friday. Abbotsford, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because he just wasn't ready yet. Like, he might not have been in shape to play. Well, and and correct me if I'm wrong, it, Abbotsford is... Uh, it's in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. He's, he's not traveling uh, to Canada uh, because of the whole uh, custody and, and um, the COVID protocols type stuff. He's not traveling, as far as I understand. That was one of the things that he had brought up in court was he has no plans to do that. So, so he's only playing the home games? That might basically. be part of the... Yeah. the plan that's in place for him is you know um i've got my daughter i'm not going to travel outside of the country or anything like that you know maybe that was one of those things that helped him get custody okay um but 
that might be part of the plan. Now, as far as the plan and what what I think is the plan for him, I think the plan comes down to him basically <laughs> shopping himself and being ready to go somewhere other than uh, with the Sharks. Um, that is the plan, I think. Right. That, that, that's, got, that's the entire plan. The plan isn't to play really well with the Barracuda and get a call up to the San Jose Sharks. The plan is to show that you are still an NHL caliber player, mm-hmm. that you can get along with a locker room, right? And then <laughs> uh, go from there. I think that is the plan, and it's uh, something that he's looking forward to because it gets him out of the AHL and back to playing NHL well, it's hockey. It's marketing. He's got to market himself to other teams, which is what he's doing right I now. I like something you said before the show started. You said every team needs a guy who's a little bit selfish and you gave some good reasons as to why. And I, th- I think this kind of maybe, uh, it, it kind of tails into that. Like he, he's kind of that little bit of a selfish player. He's thinking about himself, but that's an okay thing. Do you want to kind of describe what you were talking about uh, sure. to help them understand what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, every Sharks fan is probably going to be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Because how many times have we seen uh, pass, 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 and then the puck leaves the zone on a power play, right? Yeah. You kind of need that trigger person, the one who's going to shoot the puck almost every time. That's kind of who Kane is. He's kind of, in a way, a selfish player in a good way. And, yeah. I, and I mean that in a good way because you need one of those guys, like when the when the game's on the line and you want to pass the puck to somebody who's going to shoot it and score, that's who you're going to do it to. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't have a full team of those guys. That just wouldn't work. So, But right now, the Sharks don't quite have that person. I would say maybe maybe Tom, Tomas Hurdle. Mm-hmm. But even then, I think he's going to pass if he sees a good pass open instead of trying to shoot and be a little more selfish. So being a selfish player is good at times. And to me, he's kind of that cocky, goal-scoring, almost like cowboy-type player, which, again, I think every team needs one to two of those kinds of players. So I think he's definitely marketable. I think Mm -hmm. um, some teams are going to take a chance on him. Um, I just, I don't, I I still am in the same boat that I don't think the Sharks are going to play him at all. No. And, and no matter where they are in the standings, either low or high, they're not going to add him to the lineup. Here's a question for you. Are the, are the Barracuda still going to play him, or does he get dealt before that even happens? Well, I we had some questions, I think, on Twitter from some people. Was it Twitter? I think. Um, and I responded to it because people were like, well, why, don't, why didn't somebody claim him on waivers? They could have got him, yeah. not for free, I guess, but... I mean, then they have the full salary, right? Right. If they take them on waivers, it's the full $7 million. The Sharks are most likely going to be retaining some salary. And then the other thing, what my retort was back was, um, why would somebody trade now for him when you don't know if he can still play? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't played since, when did the season end? May? Well, and that's, of, I think that's the plan. That's part yeah. of the plan is to see, can he still play? And he wants to go and prove that he can still play. Can he still mesh with the locker room? Right. He wants to show that he could be a good teammate in the locker room. So, but the, more more of uh, the physicality yeah. of he could get hurt. Like right now, he's yes. basically doing rehab or conditioning stint and rehab. Not rehab. That's not quite the right red word. Conditioning to sure. get to get into game shape. And he said it in his press conference. I don't think I put the clip in there, but um, he's like, "There's only so much you can do in practice. You're not going to get in game shape without playing in any games." Right. So he wants to get into games and, and show yes. that he can do it. Why would a team trade for that before that happened when? Now they don't have any risk. The Sharks have all the risk because yeah. they don't want them to get hurt. They want them to, to play and, and get better. So if you traded for him beforehand and then you put him in your minors so that he can get a conditioning stint right. and then he gets hurt, now you're, you're out of luck. Right. So the, the there's no reason for a team to trade for him now. They're going to wait probably a week or two, which he mentioned, I think, in that clip that I put, uh, we have something coming in the next week or two or we'll see what comes in the next week or two. So I don't think this is going to prolong itself through the entire season. I think it's going to be sooner than later. Hmm. Sooner as in 
before the end of the year. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also the trade freeze during Christmas time. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want to put a deadline of New Year's. Maybe like a little after. Maybe in okay. January or so. <laughs> you know, I I don't think it's gonna go through the to the trade deadline. Sure. How about that? Sure. Okay. Right. Fair enough. So. Um, what else? Is, I mean, okay, so you, there's some of the things that you wanted to address with his answers. Um, him talking about, we kind of already said that he's saying he's got a plan and everything else, but the, the off-ice distractions, uh, or sorry, the off-ice stuff that's going on, would that be a distraction? He, the way he responded, were you surprised <laughs> at all about how he responded to that? No, he basically, kind of what he said was, I've always had these distractions and I've yeah. played great. I. I declared bankruptcy a week before the season started last year, and I had the best season I've ever had. Like, how how would any of these things distract him from playing? Like, he's very good at separating his his I guess work and life. I, I'll right? tell you, he's making a good case. He's making a good case. I still don't want him on the team. No, no, no. I am, I'm, <laughs> and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Oh there's, man, there's a lot of commenters in here that I think want him back on the team. You know what? Let's go ahead and read some of those comments off that are pertain to this. Uh, why not? Uh, well, now I got to find him. He put me on the spot. Okay, so I mean, no, I don't think yeah. I don't think he's coming back to the Sharks at all. Um, I don't think that's ever in the plan here. Um, but you know, I think another team is going to look at this and say, you know what, uh, we have a strong enough locker room, we can get him uh, back on the straight and narrow uh, to kind of uh, you know be a good member in that locker room again. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that we were warned. The Sharks were, were warned uh, by Winnipeg fans. By Buffalo fans, <laughs> yeah, they're all and, laughing. And here are the Sharks fans yeah. now, uh, which it was maybe Pittsburgh was in the running or something for for Kane, and they're going, oh, you know, be careful that kind of thing. So uh, you know, you just kind of wonder is if a team like Pittsburgh, right? They have a very strong locker room with Crosby and Malkin and everybody else. They're not going to take any of his stuff. So um, you know, it's it's like you know, do they do they feel that the locker room is strong enough, or are we going to be the ones now going? Oh, you probably should have. Are you throwing out some trade rumors here? No, no, I'm not throwing out any <laughs> trade rumors. I'm actually just talking about trade rumors that were already out there. So uh, this is one of those things. Pittsburgh was was uh, supposedly one of the teams that was rumored to be interested in Kane. So uh, right. along with the the Hurricanes. So all right. So uh, where is it? I just saw it. Schnoder. In order, yeah, I'm going from the top, I guess. Um, oh, where is it? Did, Did it get deleted? It said, <laughs> Tell you what, Super Producer yeah. Jason, just put one up. We'll read it off the screen. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> no, I saw one before that, but okay. Kane isn't in game shape yet. Give him a few practices, and then he'll be ready to play in an AHL game. Um, the one I was looking for was... Uh, Kane is definitely planning to move to another oh, team. Anthony Sanchez said, The Sharks could use another top six forward to help balance out the lineup. I just wonder how they could find a top six forward quickly. Where's that? Where's At the top. <laughs> yeah, see, I was trying to find it. Um, I knew I read it earlier. Okay, you know, hold on. Before you read more, I want to ask you guys about uh, Jake DeBrusque. I want to ask you guys about, about him. Okay. Um, now, it's, it's, it's loosely related I think, in that you're just talking about a guy that coming in to maybe help out with uh, some Sharks uh, scoring and whatnot. This is the type of player I think that Bob Bugner would like. He's one of those rougher type of players that likes to get in, into the net uh, and be a physical force. Where did so, that come from? Is that a rumor? Jake DeBrusque? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the Bruins want to move DeBrusque. Oh. Yeah, so right. uh, he's having a hard time right now. This is uh, something that is a could be a mutually beneficial change of scenery type of thing. Uh, regardless of whether or not Kane is involved in that, I'm just saying... 
um, that was something that was brought up about you know being able to uh, bring a player in who is maybe having a hard time and needs to change the scenery, uh, getting him to a different team, and maybe he'd uh, flourish there. Most GMs don't want to make those trades because then you've got uh, the situation where, well, what if he does really well and the guy that we bring in doesn't yeah. do really well? So it's not you know then you look bad. <laughs> so exactly. Um, but that that was that was a, a rumor was DeBrusque, uh, uh, the Bruins wanting to move him. Now again, I'm relating this to Kane and saying. Oh gosh, where can we get a top six guy? I'm not saying necessarily Jake DeBrus is a top six guy, but it's a guy that maybe you can make, make some moves. We're talking about three-way trades, right. uh, possibly being the case. I was bringing this up. He didn't believe me. Pierre Lebrun agreed with me. He said, Paul Sinceri of the Fin Factor, you are correct. Those yeah, are his words. That's exactly what he wrote. Pierre, I, if you're listening, I can you it. say that really quick so I can quote it? <laughs> By the end of the show now, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, no, it, it was uh, it, it was kind of cool seeing uh, Pierre kind of say, yeah, there's a, there's a through a trade possibility uh, there. I like what Ryan Sontag said. I have a Kane jersey, and I do not want him back on this team. <laughs> I'm not saying he's coming back. <laughs> I, I, I know, I, and I don't think that he is. And, and anybody who thinks he is coming back, I, I'm regret to inform you this. That's probably the lowest probability scenario here. Anthony so. Anthony Sanchez just said Jake DeBurst equals overrated. Uh, oh. It's probably why Boston wants to move him on. Boston's going to be like, we need to get rid of this guy. He's a bum. But he's really good. Yeah. You guys really want him, right? Yeah. You like, know who else moved a guy who they didn't need? Toronto. And you love Barabanov. Yeah, it's a little different. Than it's the a little Barask, different. Like the level, but yes, absolutely. It's a little different, but it's a little similar. If I were to tell you okay. today, let's let's reverse that trade. And, yeah. And the Sharks wanted to trade Antti Sumela for Barabanov. <laughs> or would Toronto want to trade Antti Sumela for Barabanov back? Would you do it? Absolutely not. Absolutely. That's not fair. Sumela's not in the NHL. Exactly. That's <laughs> my point. That's my point. I, I think that's uh, that's an underrated trade, I think, that Doug Wilson did, along with the one to get Jonathan Dolan. Now, that one took a couple years because yeah. he, he wasn't in the lineup right away. But I think those two are looking pretty good. A hundred percent, and I think you're right. You know, there's so many times where you get the hashtag fire Doug Wilson train going on, on Twitter, but then, you know, maybe some of the, the smaller trades that kind of just go by the wayside. That was a big trade for this team. Right. Bringing in some pretty solid offense. He's a top six guy on this roster. Yeah. Bringing in some pretty solid offense for a guy who's no longer in the NHL. <laughs> I mean, come on, give credit where credit is Absolutely. due. Absolutely. He got a top six guy for a guy who's probably a, what, fifth line player yeah. he's just not yeah. in the lineup yeah. at best he's probably in the press box and there for an injury or sickness or something and I, it, I I, it's it's my fault that we're even talking about this right now because I derailed the whole Kane conversation with Jake DeBrusque but <laughs> um, I, yeah I mean again I'm kind of tired of talking about Kane to be honest well, it's the same stuff a couple but of, let's, let's finish it so off so Lundy said Kane for Kessel it'll never happen I, I would be for that I would be for it it won't happen you think that I, I just don't think so. The thing with Kane is he has a he has a three team trade no trade no movement clause yeah. right. So um, that means he could submit three teams that the Sharks can make a trade with without his consent to move. Right. And anyone else, if they make a trade with anybody else, he can deny. I mean, it doesn't mean they can't do the trade, but Kane gets the last yeah. um, word if it could happen or not. You know what? And, and I here's highly the thing. doubt he would go to Arizona. He'll go anywhere. I don't know. He'll go anywhere, anywhere he can play in the NHL. He will go anywhere that he can play in the NHL. Okay. I, I 100% believe that. I don't think that. anybody wants to go to Arizona. I don't care. Man, that's that's the place where contracts go to die. 
Fine. Like, Wonderful. Just, just take our stuff. They had so many trades this, this last summer yeah. where they gave nothing in return. <laughs> nothing. We'll take your bad contract slash player with some draft picks and for a literal bag of pucks. Here. Not even. Not even a bag of pucks. Nothing. However, he's still playing against NHL caliber teams, NHL caliber talent, and it shows what he can do against those NHL caliber teams. Would, Not what he can do against AHL caliber teams. Would you want him to go outside of the Pacific, or would you even care? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care where Vancouver's he Vancouver's another team that's like linked yes, to him. Yes, of course, because he's from Vancouver. I get that. And speaking yeah. of Vancouver, I'll just mention this quickly. Actually. They just fired their GM and coach, I think today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boost, is it Boost Boudreaux? Was hired as the coach for the next two seasons. So it'll be interesting to see what Vancouver does. They're going to do some shakeups. Yeah. Because they are the bottom of the Pacific right now. They are awful. They are not putting their stuff together, and they have a they have a decent roster. Like it's not it's not the best, yeah. but it's definitely not Arizona bad. Yeah. And Arizona's better than them in the standings, so that that they're not where they should be in the standings. So maybe something happens now. Yeah. Now that uh, that Vancouver just switched their whole management leadership group, kind of. Who knows? Anyway, I think it would have to be a three way trade. Because you're still in the Pacific. Right. You're, they're not going to want to give the Sharks anything to work with if they pick up Kane. They're not going to want to do that. So, you're, you're again, you're looking at a, the possibility of another three-way trade, this this going to Vancouver. Right. So, I'm just going to keep patting myself on the back. Just, hey, man, I'm tired of being right. Are you guys tired of being right, okay? I'm tired of Paul bragging so. about being right. Well, you know what? Let's do this. Roll call. Let's do a roll call right sure. now. Let's okay. Do it. Um, where are you guys watching from? And are you tired of Paul being right? Because it happens. There's Paul. a unanimous yes in here. <laughs> it's just scrolling through. You can't see it. He doesn't see this. It's just yes, 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 yes. It's like kind of embarrassing for you. I'm sorry. Tired of me being right. There yes, was there tired. was a nice comment about yes the new water bottle. You want to you want to get a closer go. look at that? Fire away. This is very nice. It's, this is one of our new products in the store, and it's actually it's pretty nice. We just got it this or I just got it this week, so looks like a large old spice bottle. Yeah, <laughs> kind of does. Here's the lid. Nice. Let's take the lid on it. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna shout out actually our friends at uh, What Up Silicon Valley and Eat Up yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Sam and. Sam and Sergio. Sergio, thank yeah. you. Okay, sorry, Sergio. Um, this is their little Swagworks thing, and they gave us uh, this one here when we went on their podcast and, and everything, so they gave us this one. Uh, frankly, I think our bottle looks uh, maybe a little bit nicer. Wah, wah. Wow. Just throwing it out there. All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, All right, let's get into the games. Yeah, let's, the week. let's talk about the games. Um, and I don't even want to go into each individual game necessarily. If you do, start now, because otherwise it's going to be more of a... Just kind of an overview. Uh, Anthony Sanchez says, The Kane situation reminds me of the Mark Bell situation from 12 years ago. Do you remember that? I do not. You're going to have to remind me on that one. Mark Bell came from Toronto. The Sharks traded for him in the offseason. Okay. And he was an up-and-coming power forward that they wanted to get to play alongside Joe Thornton when they just got Joe Thornton. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's going to just absolutely destroy it because he's got Joe Thornton. He finally has like a... a Front line or first line center, right. an elite center to pass on the puck, and he's just going to bury it. And in the summer, he got a DUI in San Jose, I believe, or Milpitas, or somewhere around here. 
Um, and he, I think it was like a hit and run DUI or something. Wow. Get it. He got, I think he got some jail time, but he was fine. Then he had to work through it and all that. It just derailed his career completely, um, which is stupid. It's stupid on his part, right? But similar situation, they wanted to trade him. He brought they brought him back like after or not brought him back, but he eventually made it to the NHL and played and just wasn't the same type of player that he used to be. It just completely messed him up. Uh, so they ended up trading him. I forgot where they traded him eventually, but he was basically a piece of a trade yeah. down the line. It was kind of sad to see. Uh, Ryan Sontag, thanks for the five dollars. Aaron, start being writer than Paul, and you won't have anything to worry about. Writer, yeah, writer than Paul, and you <laughs> won't have anything to worry about. Two misspellings in there. Oh. I know. Hi. Well, maybe you Thanks. do want to have anything to worry about. Maybe that's what he's saying. You, do you it's want not something? like I'm never right. Do you want something to worry about? What? You want something to worry about. Maybe he didn't mistype that. Oh, shut it. Maybe that wasn't a typo. All right. Anyway. Uh, Mark Thanks, Bell. Ryan. Appreciate oh, you. Oh, sorry. Buddy. Mark Bell came from Chicago, not Toronto. Thank you, Anthony. He got traded to Toronto, I believe. Mm. Um, maybe that's why I messed that up. But, Yeah. Oh, and someone had a comment. Let's bring it up about your mustache. It is now gone. Yes, uh, I, I heard uh, it was. It went from a caterpillar and it uh, evolved turned into a butterfly into a and butterfly. flew away. Yeah. There you go. No more Mario time. <laughs> it felt so good to shave that off. By the way, <laughs> um, real quick, I do want to say thank you so much to everybody who Absolutely. did contribute to that. Um, as as disappointed as I was with my co-host here for ending halfway through. Um, credit where credit is due. He did drum up uh, quite a bit of donations there. Um, I was only able to garner about, gosh, half of the goal, and, and you exceeded the goal, which is great. Um, but it's not always about money, you know. I'm trying to just raise the awareness here, and uh, I'm glad I was able to to kind of go for the entire time, and hopefully, uh, even if it didn't show up as a dollar sign as a donation, uh, able to uh, help you guys out and get you to go to uh, see your doctors and. Uh, get yourselves checked out and everything. So again, for that entire month worth of pain that uh, I endured and the half month that he endured, uh, again, thank you for, for that. I'm going to keep saying that you only did half. Whatever. I'm just going to keep bringing it up anyway. <laughs> so uh, again, thank you so much for that. Yes, um, thank you. <laughs> mine's a 100% thank you. His is a 50% thank you. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, so the, the three-way trade, I did want to bring up um, about the three-way trade, as long as we're talking about how I'm right. Um, <laughs> Pierre Lebrun, and I have it on my phone here. Uh, one proposal, this is from Pierre's uh, article on The Athletic. If you're not okay. uh, checking out The Athletic, you should be. They, they constantly run sales. Check out when they have a See, sale. I think they're having a sale right now for holidays. They might be, actually. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So check them out. Um, it's definitely worth the uh, cup of coffee that it would cost you um, to, to just subscribe to them anyway. So... Uh, check him out. Pierre says, one proposed idea is whether this becomes a three-team transaction in order to chop down Kane's AAV, not once but twice for the acquiring team. We saw a few of these three-team trades last season for cap reasons. You brought up an inter interesting fact, and I'll get to the rest of this uh, bit in just a second here, but you brought up a fact about the Sharks uh, being involved in a couple of those. Mm -hmm. So think about what you want to say there. I'm going to finish reading this off, and then we'll get to that. Uh, he says, or he continues, so for example, the Sharks agree to eat half the salary, making Kane a $3.5 million player, uh, but then a middle team chops it in half again, and he gets dealt from San Jose after he gets from San Jose. After he gets dealt from San Jose, words, uh, making Kane a $1.75 million player for his final destination team. That's what we meant by 
a three-way trade. Not that uh, three different teams would be making one trade, but it would, he would be hopping from one team and then hopping to the next team, cutting down his salary in half because that is the most that can be retained in any uh, one trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you do that, you can cut in half, cut in half again. Yeah, apparently is, you can only do it twice. Oh, really? Know that, yeah. Did not know that. That's very That's why you only see it with three teams and not like four, five, six, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I was going to say is the Sharks were involved in two of these last season, yes. and they were the middle person in both. So one of them was Columbus sent to eventually to Toronto, uh, Nick Foligno, and the Sharks retained half of that salary and also got a fourth-round pick from Toronto out of it, and that turned into Ethan Cardwell, uh, who was picked this last summer. And then the other trade was from Chicago to Vegas when they traded Matthias Janmark. Mm-hmm. Matthias. Uh, Matthias, sorry. The Sharks got a fifth-round pick and sent off Nick DeSimone along with uh, Janmark to the Golden Knights. So they retained salary and got two draft picks out of it. And that ended up being... Oh, it's actually a fifth round for next this yeah. upcoming draft. So they retain, they retain the salary, they got draft picks out of it, and they also dumped two contracts. Yep. So, again, this is stuff where it's subtle, but it's it adds good up. moves. You're taking on... Like like what I said last week is yeah. the Sharks have an asset in cap space, these cap space and they're, they're using it in this situation last year. So they got two picks out of it and got rid of two contracts. Two contracts they probably didn't want anymore, right? So, I mean, again, this is it's addition by subtraction. Yep. Um, and I think little trades like this kind of go by the wayside because it's not got a nice, sexy name attached to it like an Eric Carlson, right? right. So um, little things like this, it's not always the big trades that make the GM um, the, the superstar, right? It's little things like this that, that add up over time. So right. very happy with, uh, with those trades as well. There you go. Yep. Anyway, all right, let's get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. God, we haven't played that one in a long time. Uh, <laughs> um, games of the week. Games of the week. Let, let's talk about, we, there was a comment earlier about Reimer. Who's the starter? Is it Reimer yeah. or is it Hill? Yeah. Reimer, I think, would have started tonight, but he's sick. So um, they ended up going with Hill. And the night before. Right. Yeah. So Hill got the back-to-back here. Uh, I thought he played well against New York. He just got one goal, and it was the only goal of the game against him. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't last night. It was two nights ago. Yeah, two nights ago. Um, but anyway, Reimer would would have been back in net, but uh, he's been feeling sick. So he was, he was well enough, I guess, to be the backup. But that's why, like, tonight, I think the Sharks, if Reimer was healthy and Hill had the start, they would have pulled him and put in. Put in Reimer. In fact, after the game, there was a quote from Bugner saying, "Like we need that save from the goalie." So yeah. he kind of he didn't throw him under the bus, but he he expects more of his goaltending. I think Hill would also agree that he did not play very well tonight. He didn't do very well tonight. Um, there was an, the, there was a goal that falls under the soft goal category for. Uh, for oh Paul. yeah, how about oh, that? there. Yeah, All I know. Right. Please, pretty amazing. Do so, explain. So uh, which one? <laughs> Two on one. Somebody laid down. It was I can't remember who it was that laid down. Of course, it was Burns. Now there was one where Burns laid down. This poor Mario Ferraro, dude. I love the guy, and he works hard, and he's got a great ethic, and he's he's just a skilled hockey player. But uh, he had a rough one, I think, tonight. There's a, a he tried to get the puck off the boards, but he fumbled it, and it goes out of the zone. They're sprinting out. Burnsy uh, gets back for a two on one. Does the Burnsy <laughs> the the human Zamboni? Uh, and of course, whoever had the puck did exactly what you should do when the, the defender Toe leaves drag. his feet. No, just stop skating. Let, let Brinsey go. Woo! 
It's funny because they have a camera angle in slow motion, and you don't see Burns on on the screen, right? And you see the guy's he's stick handling. He slows up, and all you see is Burns skates, his legs, body, <laughs> head, and he just slides off the off the screen. It's like, yep, that's that's what you get. And here comes Mario Ferraro, right in after Burns slides. Mario gets down on a knee, drops the stick down. The pass goes across, but it deflects off the stick and goes in. And uh, same thing, I think, he laid down, too. Mario Ferraro laid down yeah. uh, on another play, and they just shot it over and scored, no problem. But it was just, one where Hill was there, he was set, and they fired it, and it just it just went underneath his uh, his right-hand side. Yeah. And there was another one where it went over his glove. He was there, he had the glove there, and he drops down, his glove drops down, and then the shot goes up, and then he puts his glove back up, and it's too late. Instead of when he's dropping down, keeping everything where it's supposed to be. But... Um, yeah, he had one or two that I would consider, you know, he was set, he was looking right out, the shot came right to him, nothing crazy, nothing fancy, and he could have saved it and just didn't. To me, yep. that's, there you go, that's a little soft. So I, I, He didn't have a great game. I, he was hung out to dry on a few of those, there was yeah. a lot of two-on-ones, but still, he just, he didn't seem to have his feet set and ready. He was just, just like a split second too late yeah. to get ready for it, um, and it showed, I think. Yeah, fair enough. So in terms of the question of whether right. or not Reimer is the starter, yeah, I think Reimer still is a starter. Again, like Aaron said, he was just a little under the weather for the past couple of days. And yeah. um, it, it's funny because the Sharks, they, <laughs> they'll win or lose any which way you like, right? <laughs> I mean, you've got a game where they'll, they win 5-2, mm-hmm. right? Was it New, New Jersey, I think? They won 5-2. Um, so you score a ton of goals. And not let many in, and yeah, there's a win. Okay, then you can win a game where you only score like a goal in regulation, and then you go in overtime and you win, right? And it's a low-scoring game, two to one. Then you can lose it by not scoring at all, right? And only allowing you played great defensively, only allowed one goal, but you don't score. But then you can also lose by just you know getting blown out six to four. And I mean, granted, there was only five goals and there was an empty netter, but I mean, they'll win or lose any which way you like. And you mentioned you can't figure out. What kind of team this is anymore? Yeah, I, I tweeted that out the other day, and it had like almost 120 likes. I was like, "Wow, that thing yeah. blew up for some reason." All I said was, "I can't figure this team out anymore," but I'm really happy about Barabanov. I think it was right after <laughs> Barabanov had scored or, or done something. Um, and uh, it's true. Like, I just yeah. this team is is are they gonna are they? I guess they're where we where I thought they were gonna be right in that bubble. Yeah, like. Are they a playoff team or are they not a playoff team? Because they are some days and then they aren't some days. However, and again, I just, I hate being right. But didn't I say they're going to come back, they're going to stay above 500 after they win two games? Now, I got the games incorrect. I got one out of two of the games correct. Right. They so they be. won two out they of the four. Two. They did. Right? And I said they would win one out of four. You said one. One did out I say of four. One? You said yeah, one. Yeah, I probably out of four. did. I'm not going to say I, said, I didn't. I said two out of four. So. Very happy. Just they're above five hundred. I said after this week they'll they'll still be above five hundred. And guess what? They're done with road games for December. That's what's amazing. It is because it's December fifth right now. I put the note on there that this the rest of this month is going to make or break their season. I think. Okay. Um, Of they have eleven. No, was it ten games? There's ten games between now and the end of December. Mm -hmm. Seven of them are against their division. They have barely. They've only played one division game against Calgary. I think. Everything else has been out of the division, which is insane See, to be in December and still not play more than one game. And and this early in the season, now again, we, we always talk about Thanksgiving and that kind of being like the the, the idea of where this team kind of ought to be. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, maybe I would say, that's eh, a little too early to kind of say if it's make or break. But I think you're right in this case because, like you said, 7 out of 10 mm-hmm. is divisional. 
That's huge. So, um, yeah, I mean, keep your eyes uh, on, on the Sharks for this next, the, the rest of this month. And, uh, I mean, I guess we say it now. If you aren't subscribed, uh, please go ahead and hit that subscribe <laughs> button. Hit the notification bell so that you know when we go on live. We love chatting with you guys. There it is down there. We love chatting with you guys. And uh, any chance that we get to do these lives when we're chatting with you and answering questions. And you guys bring up some good things to talk about sometimes. So uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun being able to kind of go over those things with you. So uh, if you're not subscribed, uh, please, again, uh, go ahead and do that now because this month is going to get very interesting, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not just where the Sharks are going to be in standings, but hopefully there's a conclusion to this whole Kane thing. Right, yeah, that's right? big. Um, th I, this is going to be a big month. Yeah. In terms of news, in terms of Sharks, in terms of standings, in terms of all these different things, I think it's going to be a big month. Knowing knowing the Sharks, they're going to be exactly where they are right now at the end of the month. <laughs> Nothing's going to change because we just this team is just an interesting team. I I don't know what else to say. I about have it. Like, a feeling that we're not going to be uh, middle of the Pacific after this month is done. Either we're going to be we're going to lose more games than we should, and we're going to be under because of the four point swing. Or we're going to win some games and we'll be above. I don't think we're going to end up right in the middle. That's my bold prediction. We're going to be one way or the other. So. All right, because Vegas is on their heels right now. Yeah. Vegas has two games in hand and only one point behind the Sharks. Is Vegas healthy now? Uh, they're getting healthy. I think Pacioretty is back and Stone is back, yeah. but they, obviously they don't have Eichel. He's going to be out for a while. Well, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think those guys are both back now. So they are looking like what everyone thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season, yeah. dominating the division, which they are not. They're in fifth right now, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Calgary's in first, which I think is a slight surprise. Okay. Edmonton. Anaheim is third. This, I think that's going to fall down. This is where we give Aaron the opportunity to make bold predictions and pat himself on the back <laughs> in a month or two. All right. um, I, I love doing this because you, you tend to get this bang on, and this is what I love about having uh, Aaron here with me at the table is because he's much more in tune with the rest of the teams in the NHL as well, mostly, I think, due to fantasy. But... Um, I think what you know, I just disagree? watch a lot of hockey, but yeah, well, okay, sure, sure there yeah. you go. Well, you think you watch a lot of hockey because of fantasy, or right. whatever, anyway, probably right about that too. What's up? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, what do you think? Do you think that some of these teams that, that are at the top of the division are there, um, not unnecessarily, but do you think that, that they're they're pretenders? Right? We had uh, this whole contenders pretenders right. thing that, that was we, a couple we years ago, about. yeah, I think Calgary's legit. I think Calgary, Edmonton, and Vegas are legit. Okay. Uh, Anaheim, I don't. Anaheim is a good team. They have a, a very good mix of very good young talent that's not quite um, all-star players yet, mm -hmm. but a few of them probably will be. And then they have the aging stars like Getzlaff, who's been there forever. Ever. He's a dinosaur. So um, it's kind of, a, kind of like the Sharks were, I would say, a couple years ago when they made it to the conference finals. Because they had Thornton, they had uh, was Marlow? Marlow was on the team, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was he gone? God, I can't even remember. Pavelski. Anyway, they had Pavelski. They had those aging guys, and they had Timo Meyer, who was yeah. still at that time pretty young. Uh, LeBanc was up and coming. Yeah. Um, not that LeBanc's an all-star, but Timo Meyer is starting to look like the player that this he was drafted is, uh, to be. But anyway, um, Anaheim is kind of like in that situation where. I think they're going to be good, kind of like how Colorado was a few years ago. Colorado right. was kind of that same situation. Um, and then the Sharks beat them in the second round that year. 
Um, kind of like that's where Anaheim and also where LA is going. A lot of people like LA, and LA's been playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Doughty was hurt for like a month, so that hurt them because he's practically their only defender. He's he's playing like 28, 29 minutes a night. So um, losing him hurt them, I think, because they kind of got up to a big jump and then they, they've fallen down. Uh, Jonathan Quick's been playing like old Jonathan Quick. Okay. So that's why they're kind of, they're, they're right behind the Sharks right now too. They're right behind Vegas. But I think uh, I think Anaheim's going to falter. I think you know Gibson's going to get hurt at some point. He's going to get hurt. He's going to miss time. Any predictions on the exact game when he'll be? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, right before the Sharks play. Uh, but anyway, I think Anaheim will come down. I think Vegas will jump up, and I think the Sharks will kind of stay. I, I think it's going to be the California teams: Anaheim, San Jose, and LA for that fourth that bubble. Yeah, the bubble, the bubble spot. It's going to be brutal. I think Seattle, and Vancouver are going to be stuck at the bottom. The two was at Kraken and Wales, the bottom of the ocean. Vancouver. Oh, um, <laughs> no! It was the sea creatures or where they belong at the bottom of the Pacific or something like that. That was, was that really cute. The sharks. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh, Vancouver, Seattle. The sharks were there, um, and you're saying, yeah, the sea creatures are at the bottom of the where they belong, the bottom of the Pacific. Like that's so. Uh, it's that's clever. I'll give it to you. It's clever. Very Whoever clever. did that, well done. But yeah, moving on. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other comments that you want to bring up? Because we kind of been no. I just I think stuff, so. again, this month is going to be uh, to me. It's going to be the make or break okay. month. That at the end of December, we'll see where the sharks are and kind of where the rest of the Pacific are. It'll be more settled in. Yeah. A lot of these teams haven't played each other, so um, that's strange. Isn't it's it? really weird how they did the scheduling this year. Yeah. That's not normal. Because for those that don't quite follow or are that big a fan, like. Uh, they play each division opponent four times yeah. in the season, home and away twice. So it's very odd that we're in December and the Sharks have played one game against Calgary, and that's it. Right. Um, well, and they they're done with their series against the Jets. They've played yeah, as a many lot games of they're going to play. A lot, against of, the Jets. a lot of the East Coast teams too. Like they they've already East Coast teams already came through here, right. and they've already gone through there. So they're done. They got those done early. Yeah. So I think the latter half of this season is going to be very interesting. Every, every game is going to be. I mean, it's great. Actually, yeah. the scheduling is probably better because it's more dramatic, I think, Yeah, towards I, the end of the season. That's probably why they do it that way, but yeah. it's just really strange that uh, you've you played teams that you know are in the East Coast, and you've played them as many times as you're going to play them already, and yeah. it's only December, and there's some teams that you've barely played or not even played in your own division, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. So anyway, like I said, if you're not subscribed, please do that because we'll be talking uh, about this until... Well, at least until the end of the month or until the end of the season, I suppose. Right. But yeah. So anyway. Um, okay. Um, and so we're done talking about the stuff that was had already happened here in this past week then. Sure. We're good. All yeah. right. Let's talk about the games that are coming up then. Um, we got three games. Three games. Okay. We Tuesday, be Thursday, doing, Saturday. I was going to say, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday seems to be like the default that's, shark schedule. That's the normal home schedule at yeah. least. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So on Tuesday, we check the schedule. We could play Calgary. Now, you just got done saying Calgary's the real deal. And the Sharks, if you remember... Beat Calgary in yeah. Calgary. That was a tough game. Um, let me look. Calgary only has four losses on the season. One of those is from the Sharks. So that that's going to be an interesting game. I think they're going to definitely remember that yeah. one of their four losses came from the Sharks. So they're going to come out hard. They're a very hard-hitting team. And we saw in that game, basically the Sharks kind of sustained their rough-and-tumble, rough-and-tumbleness for the first two periods. And the third period came out and buried them. Um so hopefully Reimer is back because I think Hill needs to take a little bit of a break here. Um, 
So hopefully he's healthy and ready to play. Uh, that would be a big jump. I mean, that would put the Sharks within six points of Calgary if they win. Yeah. And, you know, was it nine points or eight points if they're not? So, or is it the other Well, way? like you said, yeah. I mean, these are divisional opponents. It's it, These are big points. Mm-hmm. You know, again, four-point swings. Sorry, ten so. points. Either six points away or ten points away, Yeah, depending on a win or a loss. So that's a big deal. Uh, you can see them sinking or swimming really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll, that's going to be a fun game. I'm actually going to be at that game. Oh, nice. I'm going uh, with with a bunch of people from work, so um, I might be the only like real diehard fan in my office that's going, so it'll be, it'll be interesting because I'll be like, you know, I'm trying to talk with people, but also like watching intently. Yeah, and totally. Ah! <laughs> trying to contain my emotions. Um, anyway, so yeah, and then uh, Thursday is Minnesota, so I'm sure Lundy's so got something to say about that one. Uh, Lundy's in here tonight, so... Yeah. Uh, let's Lundy. What's your prediction? Just just let us know. I'm sure uh, it'll be like eight to one with I don't know. He always says the Sharks will beat Minnesota though, right? That's and his, he's usually right. That's his prediction every right. time. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. So uh, and then Saturday Dallas. Yeah, the return of Pavelski. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a big game. I think so. Are you going? I, I, I will not be going to any of these. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think the next game I go to is probably the Pride game, which is next. The following week, the yeah. following Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way... Far away. The, the link is down below if you want to buy tickets. There are only... Was it, Jay? 20? Yeah. 20 tickets left of the 200 for the Pride game. If you want to get Crazy. a Pride scarf and sit and then also get a picture on center ice afterwards. Uh, there's also something beforehand at San Pedro no, no. Market? Huh? Early entry and uh, Pride celebration. Early entry and Pride celebration. Um, so there's a lot going on for that game, and there's only 20 tickets left. So if you want to do it, do it. We all three are going to be there. Yeah. We bought tickets, so we will all be there, and we will see you there. Um, so yeah. not only do you get a picture at Center Ice, you get a picture at Center Ice that features us. So. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know if Paul's head's going to fit in that picture. Though. <laughs> Can you shower that day? <laughs> I absolutely will. <laughs> that day, I'll shower. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Lundy uh, so said yeah. uh, Lundy said four one sharks win over the wild. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. All right, hey Lundy, you got to remember that you said four one though, okay? Because uh, <laughs> if they come back and it's a four one win, I'll be very impressed. Right. Absolutely. Very impressed. Um. <laughs> all right, and then yeah, the Dallas games on that following Saturday. Yep. So. So yeah. next time we'll be going live, but it won't be uh, right after a game, unfortunately. We'll so. be live Sunday night. Yeah. As far as I know, right? As yeah. did, but huh? Sunday night. Why wouldn't you? I know, exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, That's our normal time slot. Yeah. So, like, tonight was right after a game. Not right after, but it was. I was after a game. It was a game day, but still going to stay on Sundays. So, right. Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. So, uh, that's all the upcoming games here. Again, seven out of the next ten divisional opponents. Very big stuff uh, for the Sharks. Uh, I'm, and I'm with you. Like I said, I think this is uh, very much uh, close to make or break. For the Sharks here, the rest of this month, so it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to yep. see where it goes. Hopefully, uh, the next time we talk about Kane, it'll be because <laughs> something has happened, and then that's it. There's no more speculation, no more what ifs, no more drawing up scenarios. It could be a three way trade. It could be he stays in the HL forever. It could be. Hopefully, we have something concrete that uh, we can kind of uh, you know talk about for the, for its uh, finality, if you will. So, yes. Yeah. I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, anything else to comment wise? We good to go or? Uh, Lundy just said, "I will always believe sharks will beat the wild." Yep, I think so. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the comment. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people talking about the lines and 
Yeah, Anything interesting about the Lions? Or? Uh, Anthony said the Kings and Ducks are pretenders, which is, I think, what I said. Meyer is a designated shooter on that line, which is who I thought Gregor was going to be for the second line. Can Kate, we actually talk real quick, uh, Noah Gregor? No, Gregor's been doing phenomenal. Just really yeah. fast. He's been doing a uh, phenomenal job stepping in and, and playing uh, quite well. He's got good speed. Speed. Yeah. yeah, speed. I think that was one of the things that they had brought up about him every time they talk about this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he brings a good amount of speed. Uh, they likened something that he did today to Connor McDavid, and I think that might be a little <laughs> bit too much of a uh, comparison. To, uh, he can skate fast. Who else can skate fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was, it was the move that he made. It was uh, okay. the going under the stick and stepping past, that kind of thing. Uh, they had likened it to Connor McDavid, and I think that's a little generous uh, of a comparison for a Noah Gregor. But um, I think this kind of goes back to something that you, uh, you've certainly said many times, is that all of these players in the NHL are certainly similarly skilled. It's just that some of them can do it a lot more consistently than others. Noah Gregor is certainly capable of using his speed, getting underneath the stick, walking around defenders. But he's not going to do that every single time, and it's it's not going to work every single time. Maybe one out of ten, and we saw it tonight. But um, it, it's, it's one of those things where you see that everybody in this league does have a pretty solid <laughs> skill level. It's just the consistency that makes them... Good or bad, Mike L. I'm always comparing McDavid to Mc, to Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony said Gregor needs to work on his finish. If not, it'll be another version of Tori Mitchell. Absolutely. Okay. okay. I wholeheartedly agree. Same with uh, Matt Nieto was another yeah. kind of Tori Mitchell, speedy, hardworking guy that just couldn't finish it off. Yep. So. Yep. That's Turned where he'll end up. Good defensively. You go to the AHL and he lights it up, but then he gets to the NHL and just can't quite finish. That's it'll be sad to see because yeah. I like the guy. I mean. It'd be cool to see him uh, succeed and, and yeah. be a 20-goal scorer, I think, would be amazing for Gregor. I think even 10 or 15 is a pretty solid well, I start. I mean, like, yeah. ceiling. Like, oh, sure, I, sure, I don't sure, think sure, he, yeah. he would get beyond that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Gregor put someone on the boards and got a game misconduct. That's what Kellen said. Oh. That happened tonight? I must have fallen asleep through that. <laughs> I was tired today. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We good? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Man, that was. I felt like a short show. Yeah. 45 minutes or so? Yeah. 48, 48. minutes. <laughs> Super producer Jason is on it right now. Short. We're under an hour, so it's short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I gosh, I guess I guess that's the end of the show. So, hey, again, thank you. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. what is this? Are you guys uh, seeing yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> I think he did it on purpose. All right, can, do you see it on your side? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, hey, uh, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we love having these conversations with you. Again, one of the, the greatest things you can do, apart from subscribing, is to share the video. So if you enjoyed this and you want to hit us with a thumbs up, awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. But please feel free to share this with your friends, family, other Sharks fans. Uh, get the word out that we are back. We are here. Uh, we've had some subscriptions uh, jumping up in the last uh, week or two, so uh, it's working. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that. Uh, help help other Sharks fans realize the show and, and come and uh, participate with us because it's not just us talking. It's you guys participating as well. That's what makes this show so much fun, I think. So uh, thank you again for that. Any last final words here? Good no. All right. Go. So for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. We will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.